It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton, going to be joined by co-host Wes Goldberg in just a minute. He is wandering the streets of San Francisco right now. Just finished up uh, availability with the Warriors. Some interesting things happening today. The speculation is over. Marquise Chris is officially on a two-way. Damian Lee is officially signed a three-year deal with the NBA Golden State Warriors. And we are two quarters of the way through with this season. One half. And we're going to look at the third quarter of the season, what we can expect from the Warriors in this third quarter of the 2019-20 season. It's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in. To Locked On Warriors, Charles T. Hamilton, Wes Goldberg joining me in just a minute. It's official, no more speculation. Marquise Chris back on a two-way deal. Damian Lee back on a three-year deal, which I love because it has future benefits. It's not just a guy coming here for one year and then, you know, signing with the Lakers, Quinn Cook. Or, (laughs) you know, uh, not going to complain about his contract and, you know, force a way out, Pat McCall. So big deal to get Damian Lee, I think, personally. And I love the fact that it's for future years as well because they have a guy who can contribute every single night for the minimum. And that's what a team like the Warriors needs, a team that is maxed out to the luxury tax every single year. They need guys who can contribute on the cheap. So those are both positives. They keep Marquise Chris's rights. That's a positive. And uh, Wes and I are going to talk about that in just a minute. We're also going to talk about what we expect to see out of the Warriors in this third quarter of the season for them. They've already gone through the first two quarters. First quarter was injuries, was Steph getting injured, and then Damian, or excuse me, D'Angelo Russell getting injured, Draymond getting injured. Second quarter was trying to find a groove and see what this team uh, could be, see what kind of youngsters they had, whether it was Kai Bowman, Eric Paschal, uh, you know, who was showing up, and now the third quarter. We're going to let you know what that's going to be all about coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. But first, to get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high-quality at-home cycling experience at less than half of the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone, busy moms and dads, first responders, and elite athletes, whatever your activity level. I am definitely on that elite athlete level. And with daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym again. You get to do it at the house, not in front of a bunch of people watching you. You'll love Echelon, but if you aren't 100% satisfied, we will give you your money back. 
Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for a Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A to learn about their limited time offer. Free Apple iPad and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it is your time. That is E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com com slash L-O-N-B-A. Echelon fit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, that's what's happening, man. You were obviously at the facility today where the news broke. Or I guess it broke last night about Marquise Chris officially signing the two-way deal. We definitely, I definitely made sure to not say it was official yesterday because until the pen hits paper, you never know what can happen. But it's official. He is back with the Warriors on the two-way deal. And then we just got news a couple hours ago that Damian Lee has officially signed his NBA contract with the Warriors. Uh, all the speculation's over. It's done. They're both back with the Warriors. Uh, you know, you were there. What can you tell us about just the scene today, getting those two guys back? Well, Damian Lee talked with the media for the first time since, uh, since he was basically put on ice because of his two-day contract that expired. And Marquise Chris wasn't at the facility. We'll get to the, the reason why that is, I guess, a little bit later. But uh, Damian in particular, look, this has been like a really long road for him. He, he's, he's been dealing with injuries that have derailed his career throughout his entire basketball playing career. I mean, two injuries at Drexel ended, ended his seasons early. Uh, he transferred to Louisville. Uh, got, he wasn't caught up in the scandal, but just happened to sort of pass through as that scandal with Patino was happening. And got to the NBA and had another, uh, just kept getting plagued by injuries. And this has been a really long time for a player who's 27 years old at an age where most guys are just sort of entering their prime. He's really just starting to start to blossom right now and kind of figure out who he is and, and where he belongs in the NBA. And, and where he belongs in the NBA is on a 15-man roster. And this time last year, we couldn't have said that for sure, right? And so he's put a lot of work into this. Um, his, his shooting his rebounding, his overall basketball field, and just like matureness on the court have been assets to the Warriors this season. And he's done enough to set, to show them like he belongs on the roster, on the 15-man roster, not only this season, but in the coming seasons as well. He's going to sign a three-year – he signed a three-year contract, partial guarantees uh, next year and the year after. And uh, he's hoping now that with this contract under his belt that he'll be able to turn this into another contract and maybe another contract and, and a long NBA career. Definitely. And I, you know, I believe he should have been on a 15 man to open this season. I thought he proved a lot last year. And then obviously during his time on the two way contract this year, you know, left zero doubt that he should be uh, on a 15 man roster. I have to wonder, and it's all speculation, who knows if the fact that he's Steph Curry's brother-in-law playing on Steph Curry's team, if that didn't maybe hurt uh, his evaluation from other teams, you know, thinking that it was, Mm. Hey, you know, keep it in the family sort of deal or something like that. I, you know, just the way he's played, I'm surprised in a league where 
you know, three and D wings are as valued as they are, that this guy couldn't find a, a spot on a 15 man roster. I think people in front offices talk a lot like people like us talk on these podcasts and in mm-hmm. casual conversation at bars, things like that. Like, of course that comes up in, in casual conversation. Of course it comes up when you're evaluating a player. Damian Lee, like so many guys, I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not small, but he's not huge. He's not long. Like his size is not necessarily an asset. Like his three point shooting is fine. It's not great. Like, there's really nothing that jumps off the page with him on paper, right? So, of, uh, other than the fact that he married Fidel Curry and he's part of the Curry family now. And uh, I, I think that a lot of people were just not only overlooking him this summer when he was a free agent, uh, but maybe did count that against them. I think that's absolutely an appropriate thing to, to wonder. Um, but in Golden State, he's he was he re-signed. He was familiar with the team. He, he found a comfort zone, and I think that helped him too no doubt. And uh, today, speaking of his family, I mean, he got emotional, like visibly yeah. emotional uh, talking with, with um, you know, us in the scrum about how, like, this was such a big deal, not only for him, but for his family. And, and one of the, another reporter asked, when you say family, do you mean the Currys? He's like, no, like, I don't mean the Currys. I mean, Lees. like the family I grew up with. I remember, yeah, the Lees. Yeah. Like, like growing up and having to share a room with my mom and my cousin and and my other two cousins sharing another room, and that was just sort of it. And, and uh, going from that to a, a low major program like Drexel, um, which he takes a lot of pride in, and, and climbing out of that and getting to the NBA and taking them, taking literally the most fringe type of opportunity and turning it into a contract. Uh, he he said it hadn't hit him when we first sort of asked him about it, but I, I do got I kind of got the sense like the more we made him think about it with all of our prodding questions. Um, the more he started to think about it and the more maybe it started to sink in and, yeah. and he was visibly emotional by the end of the interview. Yeah. I mean, I remember last year he had a, a nice game, uh, you know, knocked down probably four or five threes or something and, and got the post game interview and Mike Brown comes up joking around like, you know, all those Curry boys can shoot. And he said, no, I'm, I'm a Lee, I'm Damian Lee. And I mean, it's probably something you had to overcome. Like we said, with front offices and the way they look at it and just day to day, he wants to be, he wants to be Damian Lee. He doesn't want to be, Steph and Seth's uh, brother-in-law. But one of the reasons why I bring up, you know, the the rosters and stuff like that and him not being able to make it uh, is I always look at the Houston Rockets for some reason because they are the 3 and D team, basically. They have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, uh, some centers, and then everyone else is a 3 and D guy pretty much. And I see a guy like Ben McLemore getting another shot, and good for him, yeah. you know, uh, for trying to revive his career. But, you know, I'm sorry. I'd rather have Damian Lee over Ben McLemore. So, it's just one of those things in the NBA that it's, it, I don't know, it happens how it happens. There's, you know, people doing favors for other people, GMs doing, it's just weird. I just, I, I'm surprised he wasn't already on a roster. And I think it's a major bonus for the Warriors that they're getting them for a technically three-year deal. One of the years is this year, obviously. So they have them two more years right. after this year. And I think these are some of the first steps we're seeing of them capitalizing on this down year that they're having where, okay, we've identified Damian Lee. We have him locked up for two more years at the minimum uh, salary. Like, they could have a rotation player every night for the next two years at the minimum salary. And I think that's one of the first steps to, you know, maximizing uh, this year. And let's not pretend here either that, like, Damian Lee is the same player this year as he was last year. I mean, he – I had a long conversation about him and and just where he's improved and – he went to the training staff at the end of last season and said, I don't want to be on a two-way contract again. Like, make me 
an NBA player? What can you do to help me? And so they got, I mean, he was coming out, like a lot, we always, we, we tend to forget, he was coming off, for a, off of a plantar fascia situation at, at the beginning of last season. It kind of derailed his entire year on that two-way contract. He was never able to really get into the playing type of shape that he wanted to. And this summer, he got, he got into the weight room. He was going in the weight room, lifting six days a week. He completely eliminated carbs from his diet for four months. He got into the best uh, playing shape of his career, which, by the way, the carb thing was a really big deal for him. He made sure to let me know that. Like, he had to give up French fries, which is his favorite food, and he had to replace French fries with cauliflower, which he told me he never ate before this summer. So, I mean, <laughs> anybody who's, like, replacing French fries for cauliflower, and it's not like a million-dollar salary. I a carb, much less four months. <laughs> exactly. So it was, like, a big deal for him. Um, and you know, given that the Curry is like the cook and I can't, I can't imagine that was any yeah. easier. So, uh, it, like he, he put, he, he, you know, he put the work in this summer. He got into the lowest body fat, uh, percentage since, since Louisville, since college. He, uh, he, he found, uh, what his ideal playing weight and body fat percentage was. And he told me specifically six to 7% body fat, 212 pounds overall. He's like, that's where I need to be all the time. And to dial in your body that way and understand your body that way is remarkable and to, and to be able to keep it that way and then also work on your game and, and fine tune, you know, some of the other things of your game. I mean, that's what made him, that's what got him to this level because we saw him go out and grab 15 rebounds on Christmas day. We saw him, uh, you know, running up and down the floor and always keeping the pace up, which I know Steve Kerr is like, that's something he appreciates about Damian Lee is his ability to push the pace, his ability to anticipate and go grab rebounds. He couldn't do all of that stuff in the conditioning that he was last year. So, uh, being able to get conditioned and do that stuff this year helped him land this roster spot. And then, of course, Marquise Chris being the other uh, domino in this situation, he has signed his two-way deal. And you mentioned he wasn't at the facility today, and it's pretty obvious as to why, but go ahead and, te- and tell us why oh, sure. uh, he wasn't there and we'll be seeing him mostly on game days. Right. I mean, because he signed a two-way contract in the middle of the year, that those he doesn't get the full allotment of 45 days. Rather, it's it's prorated. Uh, and they're telling us 24 days. I, we were anticipating 23 days. They're telling us this morning that it's 24 days um, on his two-way contract. So uh, one extra day there, not bad. But that would otherwise just take him into the middle of February, which really doesn't do him a whole lot of good. We're already in the middle of January. But mm-hmm. if you if you sit him out of practices, well, not, now he's not using any of his NBA days, and that should get him, if you look at the schedule, right, right through the middle of March, and at which point they should be able – to use the remainder that they have under the, the hard cap, which after everything is right about $390,000. They should be able to uh, promote him back to that open roster spot, um, to the 15-man roster under the prorated minimum. And uh, I think that's what the plan is right now. So mm-hmm. uh, he, the, the, the tough part about that is, okay, yeah, all well, that makes sense. You just hold him out of practice. This plays on game days, no big deal. Well, this team has been practicing a, a lot. Yeah. And for Marquise, the 22-year-old who is just really kind of coming into his own right now, he needs practice. Like, he is by no means a finished product. So that's going to be another tough thing. It's, it's great that they got him back. They really wanted him back. And I'm sure they're really happy about it. But I'm also sure that they're just like, geez, like, now I have to deal with this other thing because of the hard cap, basically. Like, well, this guy can't even practice with us. He's, he's going to go through shoot-arounds, and then he's going to play on game days. And, and he'll practice. He'll get in work independently on those off days. It's not like he's just going to be sitting on his couch playing Call of Duty. But he will be – uh, it, it will be a little bit of a hurdle, so it'll be something to watch, right? Because you'll have to see him on the court, and okay, well, how's this feel coming? Is he is he getting the finer points of the offense? Does he look a little bit rusty? Does he look a little bit out of place? 
what kind of minutes is he going to get? Because I can't imagine he's going to be a starter uh, having not practiced. I mean, where, where does he end up in the center rotation? Is he behind guys who are practicing like Omari Stallman and Willie Cauley-Stein? So just something to look at. Yeah, it's uh, they're not going to be able to maximize his development, but they are can he be able to keep his rights and keep him with the team. So it's you're, you're yeah. you know one or the other, and so it's better to have him than to not. But exactly, the they won't be able to maximize his development since he won't be able to practice. Uh, we are two quarters through the season, or one half through the season, and I want to ask you, Wes, about what we can expect in the third quarter of the season. We're going to do that in just a minute. But first, this spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather, landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. It's a -a one-of-a-kind spring training experience. You can follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League. Ten stadiums, 15 MLB teams, 75-degree temperatures. All ten stadiums are in Greater Phoenix within 50 miles. You can hit up every single stadium. You get to meet the players, get their autographs before games. I mean, honestly, it's one of the best experiences you can have if you're a baseball fan. It's similar to Summer League uh, for NBA, you're out there schmoozing with the baseball players. You're bumping into them at restaurants and bars. You're having casual conversations with these guys. It is awesome. I, I can't urge you enough if you're a baseball fan to go see. Check out my A's. Go go bump into Matt Chap and tell him I said what's up. There's tons to see and do outside of baseball. You can check out amazing restaurants and bars, tons of craft breweries like Four Peaks, Angels, Trumpet Ale House, and Goldwater Brewing Company tons of live music and national sports. You can explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art, musical instruments from around the world. Arizona is also known for its incredible landscapes, thrilling outdoor adventures, hit the road, explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities, and quirky outposts, then get back for a baseball game. There's hiking, biking, jeep tours, hot air balloons, skydiving, jet skiing, or just taking in the sunset. No matter what you love to do, Arizona has you Covered. You can check off must-see destinations from your bucket list, like the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. Bring the kids along to spring training. Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. Family-friendly resorts and hotels offer plenty of fun for the kids of all ages, water parks, to horseback rides, to games and activities. Arizona has tons of stuff for kids to do and see, like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and Dude Ranches, plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That is visitarizona.com slash spring training. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. Wes, we are halfway through the NBA season, or like I like to put it, two quarters. We'll break it down into four quarters, just like an NBA game. And especially for this Warriors team. It makes more sense to break it down into four quarters because of the things we are seeing happen right now. Uh, You know, we talked about after the first quarter of the season what we thought we might see, and we knew there was going to be some roster movement. We knew Damian Lee was eventually going to be brought up to the main roster. Uh, So in this third quarter coming up, it's another, what, 12 games or so, 12, 13 games, something like that. 
or no, it's more than that. I'm tripping. Uh, it's like 20 some games, <laughs> but yeah. uh, what are you expecting to see in that time frame that includes the trade deadline includes Steph, uh, Steph's medical reevaluation and uh, you know, in about 20 more games, what are you, what are you looking at? Well, right now I'm looking at a car going in reverse on the street of San Francisco in case our listeners are wondering why uh, nice. there's so much ambient noise. So I could be a witness of an interesting car crash here. But Sweet. Uh, what, I'm looking, what I'm looking for for the second, uh, for this third quarter of the season, as you put it, um, I think, like, number one, the trade deadline coming up, right? It's the, 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 war, like the Warriors right now, yeah, they, they just promoted Damian Lee. They brought back Marquise Chris and stuff. But there is a, there is a subtle numbers crunch kind of developing right now, especially on the perimeter. There's too many guys. There's just too many guys. They've got nine players who, if they all came back next year, should be part of the rotation. Maybe eight players that should be part of the rotation. Um, certainly nine players who expect to be part of the rotation. And a, a normal NBA team does about five or six guys. And, and with this roster, I would, I, would, I would expect probably five guys during the night-to-night rotation. So that's four, three to four guys being kind of counted out there. Uh, so they've got to make a decision. Right on what those what, who those five guys are, and we already know three of them. We know three of them are going to be Steph, D'Angelo, and Clay, and so that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for guys like Damian Lee, Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson, Jordan Poole, Jacob Evans, all this stuff. And uh, it does seem to me like this next part of the season, not only do they need to figure out who they think is going to emerge out of that group, but who can help, uh, who who best fits alongside the, those three guys, those three key starters there. Uh, so that's definitely something that I'm going to be watching for. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think anybody knows the answer to that. I think we have some ideas who fits out, right? Uh, but I think we also understand that Alec is going to be a free agent. Len is going to be a free agent. And when they get to this trade deadline on February 6th, if they have any semblance of what they think that they are going to be able to do or who they're going to be able to bring back, uh, they probably should trade one of those guys for assets as opposed to just letting them walk away for nothing. And it, you know, I think Glenn Robinson would be a great fit next year, but there's no guarantee that the, the Warriors can bring him back at the salary that they're able to offer. Same goes for Alec, Alec Burks. I think we've kind of been assuming that they should just trade him, but, I mean, the Warriors have been missing a guy off the bench like Alec Burks for years now. I mean, he would be a good fit next, next year for this team. I think we kind of overlooked that and just assuming that they should trade him. That said, I think they probably should trade him because I don't think they're going to be able to afford him this summer. So I, I think that's one way uh, that they could really make the most of this next quarter of the season, specifically at the trade deadline. I mean, you know, the, the toughest part is the guys who would most likely fit best next season, Glenn Robinson, Alec Burks, are the guys who are free agents and the guys you want or, you know, maybe, I don't know about want to get rid of, but would be willing to get rid of like Jacob Evans uh, and, you know, uh, Jordan Poole maybe have the guaranteed contracts for next year. And so you're just in a spot where if you can get assets for some of these guys uh, that are going to be free agents, you kind of have to. And one of the interesting things I'm looking at is if they do end up moving, say, Willie Cauley-Stein then you're opening up another need in the off season. Uh, and are they willing to do that? You know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, either way. You know, I, you know how I am about Willie Cauley Stein. I'm up, I'm up and down on him. So either way, I think they'll be fine. But if they do move him, it's, it's an open center spot. So as far well, as things thing too I'm, is like, they, 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 they need, they're not going to just trade them just to trade these guys, right? They're going to want to see, some real value back and so they haven't like they've been taking phone calls on glenn robinson and alec burks we believe the reports that have been out there 
And uh, if, you know, if they're taking phone calls, ostensibly they're also getting offers, right? Or, or some sort of um, conversation about what it would take to get rid of them. And they probably aren't seeing the kind of offers that they want. So they, ha- they do value these guys to a certain uh, point where they're not going to just give them away uh, for just anything, right? It, yeah. They would rather just take their chances in free agency with these guys. So um, if they can get a high second-round pick or, some, or even like a low first, which I doubt for either of those people, uh, maybe that's when you see something start uh, to materialize. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, interested to see what happens with the Steph uh, evaluation, but I still don't expect to see him until the fourth quarter of this season, so to speak. So, uh, you know, we'll get the evaluation, we'll get the update, but still don't expect to see him playing until uh, probably March, honestly. And that's just me. I have no idea. You know, I'm, I only play a doctor on a podcast, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, but Wes... Go ahead, finish your your uh, walk in the streets of San Francisco. Don't get run over. Uh, and I'll talk to you tomorrow, man. And uh, talk to the rest of you tomorrow as well here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.